Welcome to the Mindful Dating Podcast, where it's all about helping you find healthy, lasting love without losing yourself in the process. Get clear on what you need most from a partner, develop a dating and relationship strategy that works for you, and practice self-leadership in all your relationships. Join your host, Dr. Yael Dubin, on her mission to discover how you can lead from your most authentic, courageous self and create a lifetime of joy and abundance. Hi, my name is Yael Dennis with Vahira Coaching. I'm a mindfulness-based life coach, and I help people get from where they are to where they want to be using tools that we draw from cognitive neuroscience, spiritual practices, wellness studies, practical strategies, business techniques, really any tool in the repertoire, and I have tons of them. Um, Today, I'm going to talk about a situation that a lot of people experience. You know how like you want to make a change in your life? Um, Maybe you want to lose weight or maybe you want to get a job that's more fulfilling. And the minute you decide you want to make that change, you start having thoughts like, well, maybe just one more brownie or, oh, you know, I'm afraid to leave that job. The retirement benefits are great. I don't think I could get anything better. Well, today we're going to talk about IFS-informed coaching, which is a really powerful tool that can help you navigate all of those different parts that come up when you want to make important life changes. First, I want to invite you to do just a little moment of mindfulness. Just want to settle into your seat, shift and get yourself comfortable. Um, You can... Close your eyes if you're comfortable with that, or just soften your gaze and look down. And you can imagine yourself sitting at the side of a stream, just bubbling, making a beautiful noise. It's a lovely day. The weather's perfect. And the stream is so pure. You can see all the way to the bottom. You can see the river stones that have been softened with time. And every now and then, in this pure, beautiful river, you'll notice a leaf float down. And you can just pick up that leaf and notice it. And you can just put it back on the river and let it float down. And then maybe you notice another leaf. And this time you just let it go on its way. And you turn your attention back to the beautiful water and the purity of the river. You make no effort to pick that leaf up. You don't try to stop it. You don't chase it back upstream to find out where it came from. You just let it go. And turn your attention back to the beautiful flowing water. And notice 
the feeling of peace and tranquility you have. The clean, fresh scent. And this river can be viewed as sort of a metaphor for your thoughts, your thinking mind. There's a purity within you. There's a beautiful clarity that exists within. And it's always there. It sometimes gets crowded with leaves, crowded with thoughts. And if you just turn your attention from those thoughts, you can find that clarity and that, that beautiful flow underneath all of that. So now that you've had sort of a moment to think about that beautiful clarity that exists underneath all the time, let's talk a little bit about IFS-informed coaching. What is it? So IFS stands for Internal Family Systems. And this is a model, a mental model, or a way of looking at the mind that was developed by Dr. Richard Schwartz. Um, He developed a whole psychotherapy model around it that has very good science supporting its use for psychotherapy. It's effective. It's an effective tool. And they're now beginning to bring this model into the coaching world. And I've completed a training that qualifies me to be an IFS-informed coach. So an IFS-informed coach, generally speaking, is anyone who's completed this very introductory level of training through the IFS Institute. And the first thing you might be asking yourself is, well, aren't these two different things, therapy and coaching? And of course, they're definitely different. But they're, they're different more in terms of the client than the tool. So in the case of therapy, a client typically has to have a diagnosis in order for that to be covered by your insurance. Um, And it is covered by insurance because there's a diagnosis involved or something that we might think of as like, an emotional disorder. Coaching begins with the supposition that you are already creative, resourceful, and whole. We don't look for a diagnosis and we don't treat diagnoses. We help people make their lives even better than they already are. Now, both coaching and psychotherapy make great use of cognitive neuroscience. They use the sim- they use very similar techniques, but like I said, they apply them for different reasons. In coaching, the goal is to create a better future and to move forward towards tangible, concrete goals. And there's not so much looking back at the past. But back to IFS. So as it turns out, it's kind of interesting. Dr. Schwartz was a researcher at Institute for Juvenile Research back when I was a child psychiatry fellow there in the 1990s. At that time, he was doing a lot of family systems therapy, and in that course of that, he started to see individual clients as well, and he started to realize it was almost like people had a little family inside their heads, inside their psyches, and that's where he got the name, Internal Family Systems, um, because, you know, everybody has these parts, and what makes this tool so excellent for coaching is that much like coaching, where I said a minute ago, like we begin with the the philosophy that you're creative, resourceful, and whole, IFS also believes that the core self of every person is creative, resourceful, and whole. Um, That inside, we all have those resources that we need. 
Um, plus, as I said earlier, there's some scientific data for its effectiveness, and coaches are really all about using tools that have been shown to be effective. So if a co we have a coaching model that says you're not broken, um, you're an amazingly resourced, capable human being, we just need to make the most of the resources you have, and we have a, a psychic model or a therapy model that says inside everyone is this resourced whole core self, um, that's a pretty good lineup there. The core self in IFS is referred to as self-energy. And what IFS says about the core self is that that self that everybody possesses is characterized by eight things that all begin with the letter C, just for convenience sake. Calmness, connection, clarity, compassion, creativity, curiosity, confidence, and courage. We all know that we don't always feel those things. Sometimes we feel like a person gets sad, lonely, anxious, depressed. Do we get all kinds of things that aren't on that list? We're grieving, uh, we're frustrated. In the IFS model, all of those other feelings are viewed as related to parts or parts of your personality. So it's not that you are sad or you are depressed or you are anxious. It's that you're experiencing an anxious part or you're experiencing a sad part. You might be hijacked by that part, blended by that part, but you're not that part. Despite that part that seems to be running the show in this moment, really underneath it all, you have these eight core qualities. So where do these parts come from? Well, the short story is that we develop parts because when we're young, we learn that life isn't perfect. Except that because we're young, when we learn life isn't perfect and things aren't exactly the way we want them to be, we think it's all our fault. Pretty early on, parts develop to carry sadness, frustration, fear, shame, all of those intense emotions. Those parts in IFS language are called exiles. We also develop parts that protect those exiles from being hurt any further or protect us from knowing about those exiles. And those parts are called protectors in the IFS world. Go figure. But the beautiful thing about all of these parts is that they all exist to help you. They're all here for your benefit. They want to make your life better. The challenging thing about these parts is that they're parts. And since they're parts, they only see a part. They don't see the big picture. They don't see the whole of you. And very often, they don't see that core beautiful self. They're not able to access those resources. And, and they don't really know that those are there. So they're not big enough to see the big picture. And part of the work of IFS Informed Coaching is to bring self-energy to those parts so that we can include them. So... If you're interested in learning a little bit more about how parts develop, I will recommend this really great, The Internal Family, a user's guide by my dear friend, Connie Seligman, who is an amazing IFS therapist. I will put information on how you can contact Connie to get a copy of this book in the, um, in the post when I share this video. 
Um, it's a super user-friendly guide. It gives you a really great understanding of what parts are, how they develop, how to work with them, and a little bit. Um, she comes from a therapy perspective, so she'll talk a little bit about how a therapist would work with them. And we do a pretty similar thing in IFS coaching. Again, like I said, it's really just the client that's different. So, for example, um, someone might go to therapy because they're feeling depressed or they're having problems with anxiety, and they go um, deal with those parts, or maybe they have a trauma they want to resolve. People might come to coaching for things like um, wanting to move forward from and, and integrate adoption experiences um, and things like that. And I'm going to talk in just a minute about specific instances where IFS approaches will be helpful in coaching. What we know right now is we have this core self energy and it's characterized by things like calmness, connection, compassion, curiosity, creativity, confidence, courage, all those things that we want to experience more of every day. And we also have parts that sometimes get in the way of being able to experience that. What do we do with that in life coaching? Well, for me personally, when I'm talking to you about accessing your inner wisdom or living more authentically, I'm talking about accessing self-energy, tapping into that fully resourced place within you that has that clarity that we talked about earlier in the meditation, the part of you that's capable, that's confident, courageous, clear on what needs to happen, the part that has compassion for yourself and others. That is always at the core of your being, no matter how many parts you have. IFS coaching with me will help you distinguish yourself or your core self from parts so that you can discern the values, visions, and goals that most animate and most reflect core self energy, the best and highest parts of you. The other thing that we do is when parts get stirred up by coaching goals, and they do, they do all the time. Whenever you try to make changes, you have parts that, that you know, really want to reinforce the status quo. They don't want to change. They want things just the way they are. Thank you very much. It's always been fine this way. And they get terrified of change or they get depressed. They distract you with lots of other things like, I don't know, binge watching something on Netflix. Well, IFS will then help you identify those parts and connect them with self-energy in a way that gets them on board with making those changes in your life and that can transform them from a crowd of naysayers into your inner wisdom council so that they're contributing in a really helpful way and that they're not dragging your whole agenda off track. What about adoptees? One of the really amazing things for me about IFS as a therapy model and IFS-informed coaching is that it begins with the assumption that at the core of every person is wholeness, is a beautiful self that is fully resourced. Now, I don't know about you, but my experience as an adoptee is that, especially back in the day, when I tell people I'm adopted, they seem to react like I'm automatically broken in some irreversible way from the adoption. And that sort of pathologizing has never felt good for me. I don't see myself as broken. I see myself as a pretty capable person. Now, true, adoptees do develop some pretty typical or common parts involving the losses that we've experienced, the disrupted attachments that we've endured. We have parts sometimes that tell us we're unlovable or that we're not good enough. 
But nonetheless, underneath all those parts, oh, we have parts to take it all personally, parts to take our adoptive families personally. You know, sometimes we're just different than they are. We came from different genetics and science is showing now that whether um, whether you're conservative or whether you're liberal has something to do with your genetic background. So you might have a totally different worldview from your adoptive family and you just feel like you don't fit. Um, and we develop parts around all of that. But nonetheless, at the core, we still have self-energy, just like everybody else does. We have a core that is creative, resourceful, and whole. We have a core that is characterized by compassion, that is characterized by courage, confidence, and the ability to connect. We just have a lot more young parts than some people do. Now, when those young parts that have experienced massively disruptive relationships take over, you might have some anxiety and despair, and these are not the best platforms for decision-making. So if IFS coaching and IFS therapy, if, if things are, you know, persistent and keep you from functioning, IFS coaching is fine if you're, if you're pretty much doing fine in your life, um, making it to work, able to eat, that kind of thing. Um, but IFS coaching, when you include mindfulness, helps you tap into that self-energy and develop a bridge that's super solid. So even when parts get stirred up, you can find your way back to that solid core. That allows you to create a life of greater connection, calmness, and confidence for yourself, which is super important if you're an adoptee who has really struggled with that, um, with being different from your adoptive family, feelings of not belonging, and and even in a great or ideal adoption situation, still you've had a loss. You still lost your mom. You lost your birth parents. You were young, but it still gets recorded in, in your brain as a loss. So having greater access to self-energy helps you nurture all of those parts. And it helps you develop the courage to step out of the fog and into the clarity, claiming your agenda for your life. You start to recognize your protectors for what they are. They're just parts. You relate to them differently. You don't get swept away by them or carried away by them. You don't let them run the show. That often turns pretty self-destructive. Instead, you just invite them to contribute their wisdom, share their insights, share their concerns. You keep self-energy in the leadership role and self becomes sort of like the CEO of in the boardroom and and or the chief in the wisdom council and and self energy can take that input and and reassure those parts that self is here and has it under control self knows how to respond to this situation and knows how to take care of you so this part this ifs informed coaching focuses on the wholeness that's been there all along rather than on the adoption trauma that shift puts you in a position of strength allowing you to create a life of connection belonging and wholeness that will feel ultimately really fulfilling. It's the kind of life that you might have been struggling to find as an adoptee, and it's the kind of life you can totally create for yourself when you tap into that wholeness and when you see all of these intense emotional reactions that you can have to situations like reunions and rejections. When you see all of that as a part and you recognize that you have some self-energy, you can get past all of that. You can address it all in a different way.
how about dating? What about IFS and dating? Uh, dating. If there's ever anything that's going to bring out your parts, it's dating. Any little thing you've ever had that has nicked in the slightest way your self-esteem is going to come out when you're dating. Your early childhood stuff, even if you think you had a great relationship with your parents, and you may have, still things happen when you're a child and you develop views about yourself or views about relationship that might undermine your ability to form a really fulfilling partnership. The other thing that we're dealing with in dating that we might not be dealing with in all the rest is what are called cultural legacy parts. And those are legacy parts that that we carry based on the culture we live in. So we have a culture that's very sexist, that's very heterosexist. If you're female, if you're queer, you've been told things about yourself that you have, like it or not, internalized. And those, oh, body size, age. Oh, what else? Physical ability, anything. All of those situations, we're fed messages from society. So we carry all of those parts that society is not dealing with, all of those things that our broader culture doesn't want to deal with. We're wired to connect. We're social animals. It's normal that we would take all that in. Um, so while we're taking all that in, because we're social animals and we're wired to connect, the other thing, and, and all of those messages, by the way, tell us why we're not worthy of connecting with and why we ought to be rejected, um, we still nonetheless want to connect. We want healthy, deep, intimate relationships. And then when we try to move towards them, all of those little parts that are related to culture, the you're too old, you're too fat, you're too queer, you're a female, you're, you know, your cultural um, capital is so going down with every day. You're not cute enough as a woman. You are too smart. You're too educated. Um, all those parts, parts that are way needier than we're comfortable dealing with um, start to trigger us. We can become jealous, clingy. We can stay stuck in toxic relationships because we get afraid there's nothing better out there for us. We can also, on the reverse side, get avoidant. We can say, oh, you know, no one could really love me this much. I, I don't think this is for real. I'm out. So when you get some IFS-informed coaching, you cultivate a greater ability for self-energy to step into this and stop you from getting hijacked by all of these parts. You get those parts to step back and allow you to date from a place of self so that you're dating from a place of confidence and clarity and courage. You can be very warm and connected on dates and in the beginning stages of your relationship knowing that you're operating from a place of self and all of those parts you hear are just parts. Of course you're lovable. When you have IFS-informed coaching and you tap into that core self, you're going to know that. And your, your core self is going to nurture and support those parts that are afraid. From that place, you can more clearly assess whether somebody's a good fit for you. Because really, at the end of the day, that's what matters more than whether this person will accept you or not, is whether this person is truly a good fit for your values, visions, and goals. You'll feel more confident 
in your own lovability. And you're going to know when they're a good fit. And you're going to be able to see when they see you as a good fit as well. So as you can see, IFS informed coaching can be super helpful for dealing with a wide range of things and all of the parts and the, the inner chatter that's likely to come up when you decide you want to make a really big change in your life. Now, I'm not sure if you're struggling with feeling unfulfilled or what unmet needs you might be grappling with in your life, what unlived dreams you would like to fulfill in your, you know, really, let's face it, limited time on earth, but I am absolutely 100% positive that they deserve time and attention from you. If you'd like to give IFS-informed coaching a try, please reach out. Let's set up a free 30-minute discovery call and let's see what you're working on and whether I have anything that might might be a benefit for you. I also have a pretty wide, extensive um, referral network of colleagues in the coaching field who, if we're not a good fit or I don't offer the specific niche you're looking for, lots of people I can refer you to. I'm going to post a link for how to hop on one of those discovery calls on this video when we're done, or you can go to my website at bechira.life. There are links to that discovery call at the bottom of every page. Also, remember, check in and pick up your copy of the Internal Family, A User's Guide. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Mindful Dating with your host, Dr. Yael Dubin. If you're ready to shake up your dating routine and transform your approach to relationships, go to BechiraCoaching.com where you can sign up for our newsletter, pick up your free digital copy of Five Keys to Finding Lasting Love, and even schedule a free call with Yael now. Bahira Coaching is on Facebook and Instagram. Stay up to date with our programs, literature, and watch live sessions with Dr. Dubin. Links will be included in the show notes. Tune in next week when we'll share more about how you can find lasting love without losing yourself in the process.